Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Sachidananda Murtaye Nishrapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Veja Gatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarva Vidyana Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Chasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own beingness. Your own isness, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. It's all about happiness. You just want to be happy. That's all anybody wants. And you achieve your goals sometimes. Most people put along in neutral a high percentage of the time. Not being happy or sad, just doing the day, but enjoying it? Not so much. The oft-quoted statistic is that the average child laughs 300 times a day, and the average adult laughs only 17. How much of the day are you laughing? Yet I know that laughter is not the full measure of happiness. You can be happy without laughing. Also, you can laugh without being happy. So, how much of the time are you happy? 
Let's compare that to how much of the time you want to be happy. How much of the time do you want to be happy? All the time. The point is that you want to be happy. It's all about happiness. Many would say that life is all about love. The ancient sages and I will disagree. We say that life is all about happiness. You love for the sake of happiness. The reason that you look for love is so that you will be happy. And if you're happy, you don't look for love. Why? Because you're already happy. Worse, love doesn't always make you happy. Love can make you happy and love can make you sad. Love can make you angry. Love can make you lonely. Love brings so many experiences, which is great. But happiness is only one of them. And if love is not making you happy, hmm, many people decide that the relationship isn't really worth it. They go somewhere else for happiness. We want love to make us happy. We want chocolate to make us happy. We want the weather to make us happy. It's all about happiness. So how often does any of these things make you happy? Let's start with love. I'll give you a generous ratio. Let's say love makes you happy 50% of the time. You want a higher number? No. (laughs) And chocolate. How often does chocolate make you happy? I have to confess, I can be pretty picky about my chocolate. So I'm going to give it a 30% ratio because there's a lot of subpar chocolate out there. (laughs) Besides, how much of it can you eat before you get sick? And the weather, how often does it make you happy? The percentages are going down quickly. Let's look at yoga and meditation. How often does yoga make you happy? I'm going to give it 100%. And how much of it can you do? And if you do more, will it make you happier? Yes, yes, and yes. My Baba said, we live our entire lives with the hope of attaining happiness. Everything we do, we do for the sake of happiness. And he explained why. It's not surprising that this should be so, because happiness is our true nature. Our inner self is the embodiment of happiness. You want something to make you feel happy because when you feel happy, you're experiencing self. You feel like you. No one has ever said to me, I want more unhappiness. I don't feel like me unless I'm unhappy. No one has ever told me this. But you don't feel like you unless you're happy. When you're happy, you feel like you. Happiness is a taste of the self. When you don't have your own self, it's not only happiness that is missing. You've lost your very essence and beingness. Thus, you feel incomplete, like something is lacking, like you need something essential and core to your being. When you feel this lack, you look outside of yourself for something to fill it. But what you're missing is your own self, which is found inside. 
So you're looking in the wrong place. Consider it this way. Let's say a person is deprived of sleep as well as food and pleasurable objects for a long time. And then all of them are offered to him simultaneously. The first thing he would do is sleep. Only after sleep would he look for food. After food, then outside objects. Even when pleasurable objects and food are in good supply and someone is deprived of sleep, he would give up everything to get some sleep. Why? In sleep, you tuck inside. You must have some time inside. Without that inner replenishment, nothing else works. Nothing else matters. But once you're refreshed, you can enjoy all the outer things again. Sleep is an unconscious way of getting deeper within. It's important, but incomplete. So you're using an incomplete means to solve your feeling of being incomplete. In eight hours of sleep, you get three hours intermittently of a deeper state called Turiya. It is this deeper inner absorption that fills you. With meditation, you dive inward, headed directly for the deepest dimension within. Your ability to get there, to get in here, improves with practice. It is well known about Nityananda that he didn't sleep. He would lie down to give his body some rest, but it wasn't sleep. Why? He didn't need sleep because he was always based in the deepest inner dimension of being, beingness. Even when his eyes were open and he was doing something or interacting with people, Nitya, eternal, Ananda, bliss, That was his state, eternal bliss, nityananda. This is what you want. Not just happiness, but bliss. Not just bliss, but eternal bliss. Think about it. If something happens today to make you happy, or if you do something to make yourself happy, how long will that happiness last? In his commentary on the Taittiriya Upanishad, Swami Krishnananda points out, no one has experienced happiness for five minutes continuously. When you experience happiness, does it last five minutes, five minutes continuously? Or is it less? Let's say that some people get together and throw you a surprise birthday party. You walk in the front door of somewhere and all these people jump out. Surprise, surprise, happy birthday. They're throwing confetti, there are balloons and party hats. Everyone's so happy and so are you. Five minutes? What happens next? You stop being happy as you describe what you were doing before you opened the door. They stop being happy while they talk about how hard it was to keep the secret. Soon you're all lost in logistics and memories. You're not even in a party mood anymore. No one has experienced happiness for five minutes continuously. Swami Krishnananda goes on and explains why. 
from the Taitiri Upanishad, no one has experienced happiness for five minutes continuously because of the fact that there is an anxiety within. The underlying anxiety takes over. You can't settle into happy because you can't settle into yourself. I remember the first time I tried to meditate. I had a lovely yoga book with photos, and it said, sit, just sit. So I did. I lasted about 90 seconds. The underlying anxiety became so obvious to me that I had to jump and run. I had to get busy trying to fix all the things that I was anxious about. I thought if I got them all set up, I'd be happy. Unfortunately, nothing outside of you can make you truly happy. Whatever makes you happy, it's only partial happiness, lasting only for a short time. Like when you laugh at a joke, it's a few seconds. Or when you chuckle under your breath at something. Even chuckling at yourself for when you've done something silly, it's a few seconds. It's a fleeting feeling of happiness, mild happiness. There are gradations of happiness. What you want is that you're so happy, you beam with joy. How wonderful. I wish many such moments for you in your life, but I also acknowledge that they are moments. Lesser moments might be when you see someone else being happy. It makes you happy to see them happy, even complete strangers. Another type of happiness could be when you feel a sense of satisfaction, something completed. Ah, maybe you even feel a sense of accomplishment, perhaps a feeling of peace. Then your mind starts in on what you have to do next. The Taitiriya Upanishad tells us that more is available to us. Chapter 2 is called Anandavali, the bliss chapter. It's a long passage, definitely worth hearing. If there were a young person well-versed in the texts, efficient in action, with steady mind and senses, strong, and if the wealth of the whole earth were entirely for this one person only, that is one measure of human bliss. One measure of human bliss. A hundred times of that bliss is one measure of the bliss of the Gandharvas, celestial beings, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of the Gandharvas is one measure of the bliss of the higher Gandharvas, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of the higher Gandharvas is one measure of the bliss of the ancestors, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of the ancestors is one measure of the bliss of those who are born as gods, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of those born as gods is one measure of the bliss of those who become gods by their virtuous actions, 
which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of those who become gods by virtuous actions is one measure of the bliss of the immortal gods, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of the immortal gods is one measure of the bliss of Indra, the Lord of heaven, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of Indra is one measure of the bliss of Brihaspati, the guru of the gods, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of Brihaspati is one measure of the bliss of Prajapati, the Lord of living creatures, which is also the bliss of one established in truth, free from desires. A hundred times the bliss of Prajapati is one measure of the bliss of Brahma, the creator of this universe, which is also the bliss of one established in truth free from desires. He who is in this person, the one who is established in truth, and the one who is in the sun above, he is one, the only one. How much bliss is available? More than you can begin to imagine. And the yogi, one who is established in truth, free from desire, experiences all the levels of bliss described. You have a great future in store for you. That's certainly not where I started. I could chuckle and laugh, yes. I could feel a sense of satisfaction when something was completed, yes. A sense of accomplishment, even a feeling of peace from time to time, yes, but beaming with joy, rarely. Joy, true joy, how important it is and how rare it is. What used to happen to me when I experienced true joy for me for years, joy made me cry. I'm so happy. Excuse me, you don't look happy. You don't sound happy. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm so happy. It was strange, really. Joy made me cry. What's going on with that? It's like you've got an empty bucket and you want it to be filled up with happiness. So you go to others holding your pail handle and you say, will you fill up my bucket? Will you fill up my bucket? How about you? Will you fill up my bucket? Some say yes. Others say no. Some will give you a cup full of joy. Others more or less. But I'll say your real problem is that your bucket is too small. Well, mine was anyway. I only discovered this when I came to Baba, of course, because the joy I experienced was more than I'd ever experienced in my life. Sitting with him, chanting with him, hearing his teachings, meditating with him. My bucket got filled to overflowing. So I'd start to cry. I'm so happy. Turns out that my bucket was too small. All right, I can't even give myself enough credit for a bucket 
When I arrived, I had a thimble. But Baba filled it so full, full to overflowing, that my thimble grew into a milk jug. And then it got to be a bucket. And the inner joy arising was even more. So I prayed to Baba, 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 literally, this was my prayer. Please give me a bigger bucket. (laughs) Next time I checked inside, my bucket was the size of a bathtub. And I prayed again. I said, Baba, I need a bigger bucket. And then it became an ocean and has continued expanding. Happiness is the bliss of the self arising within to fill you completely. Even worldly experiences, when they prompt your happiness, it is the bliss of the self arising within. Can you let it fill you completely? Chidananda is the bliss of consciousness, the bliss of your own self. When the bliss of consciousness arises within, it's the bliss of God trying to fit into your smallest self. Your smallest self is too small to hold all the bliss. So for me, when I got full and the bliss hit the edges of my capacity, I would cry. Baba once described the tears as the runoff from the melting of the iceberg that has been covering your heart. I'm delighted to say I melted a lot in my time with him. So there's more space inside me for the joy to fill into. As the joy fills in, where do you want it to stop? Maybe you don't want to let it fill in on your left. Or how about on your right? You want to let the joy fill in behind you, above you, beneath you? How about inside? What if divine joy fills into your past and future? Where do you want it to stop? You don't. That's because you want perpetual happiness, more than happiness, perpetual joy, more than joy, perpetual bliss. Immortal, never-ending, ever-expanding bliss, the bliss of consciousness itself. Why do you want this? Because you are made of consciousness and bliss. This is your essence. This is your substance. This is your own beingness. This is your own self. Bliss makes your breath move. Bliss makes your heart beat. Bliss makes your eyes work, your ears hear, your feet carry you to where you want to go. Bliss gives you the ability to think, to act, to choose. Yes, it's all about happiness. Yet the real goal is beyond happy. It's all about bliss. That's why you're here. Baba said happiness is present in our life. Yet because we think happiness comes from outside, we constantly lose touch with it. Happiness lies inside. And to attain it, we need to turn within. The inner self is filled with bliss. It is to experience the self, to come close to the self, that we practice yoga and meditation. 
Most people settle for mere happiness, intermittent happiness. So many people that you know and love, though they're not here with you, they're looking for happiness in worldly experiences. How great when it works. And when you've experienced enough of life to know that it only works part of the time, then you begin to look for more effective means. As long as your mind is hankering after worldly experiences, you cannot turn your attention fully inward. When you turn your attention inward to your fullest capacity, you discover the bliss that underlies the existence of everything you thought you wanted. I call this spiritual maturity. But you could also call it worldly fatigue. Because what the world does is make you tired. If you go, 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 go all day long, are you happy at the end of the day? No, you're tired. Even if everything you were doing all day long was stuff that you chose, stuff that you wanted to do so it would make you happy at the end of the day, are you happy? No, you're tired. And then you turn within. Say you end the day with a group of people that you really love spending time with and you're sitting back in a comfy chair and you tip your head back, you're gone. Where are you? In there, somewhere. Sleep gets you in there in an unconscious way. Meditation takes you deeper. Not into unconsciousness, but into consciousness. Into the consciousness. That you are. When you surface, you're rested, recovered, you're peaceful. You have clarity, energy, enthusiasm. You're more you. The Taittiriya Upanishad tells us that the best type of bliss is when you've cleared your mind so the bliss of your own self is reflected in your mind. This is called happiness. This is supreme happiness. This is how you want to live. With the light of consciousness and the bliss of consciousness ever filling you from within and shining through your heart and mind, supporting you from the inside and spilling into your life. This is how you make a difference in the world. All you have to do is get enlightened. But that's not as hard as you think it will be. It's merely a matter of recognizing what things consistently make you happy and which things are less predictable. Use effective means. For me, yoga and meditation always make me happy. How about for you? So you might decide that you want to do more yoga. And your life is full of many other things, even though they don't always make you happy. Some of them are quite important. So you have to take your happiness with you everywhere you go. Take your bliss with you everywhere you go. Fill your bliss tank before you leave the house. And stop to top off your tank whenever it's getting low. Just do a yogic quick fix or repeat the mantra for five minutes. I'll be explaining mantra more as we get ready to meditate. You can use it anywhere, anytime to fill your bliss tank. 
Ultimately, you live in the ever-arising flow of consciousness itself, filling you, uplifting you from the inside out. And even then, I'll confess, you'll still love the mantra and yoga and meditation. What is there that could make you happier? It's all about happiness. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.